Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Paula Jenkins. She is the owner and CEO at LFS Consulting, where she does leadership development and financial literacy. I also have Fayez Nagor Sheikh. He's a learning transformation expert doing people-focused leader-building organizational capabilities through innovative human-centric solution design. The question I have today, what does empathy mean as part of a corporate culture? Fayez, you suggested this topic. I would love for you to kick us off. So to me, uh, empathy is a culture, a fail-safe space where work is done based on trust and amazing learning opportunities are provided. It is basically not done in big groups or town halls, but it is done in small groups of two or three people where the group is formed based on trust and it drives both ways. Like many organizations train first-time leaders on how to be empathetic, but many of them fail because unless a, a person on the other side, they don't open up. Uh, you cannot create that magic. The hardest part is the bottom up and takes time for any leader to build that. Often we mix up empathy and sympathy and we should never go with sympathy because it is not long lasting. There's a thin line between these two that makes or breaks the situation or the environment. When we talk about an empathy, it starts with kindness. It starts with respect and gratitude. A very simple thing like, I understand you. Uh, I'm just listening to you. I hear you. Hearing is one of the biggest things that you need to do than you providing any judgment. Asking polite questions like what exactly what you want to do in this particular difficult situation? What is your plan? Rather than you influencing any sort of a judgment before, because most of the time we jump off of a chair in 30 seconds and say that, oh, this is what I think. So all of these culture needs to cultivate it from a bottom perspective rather than having like just the top down, but it is also the bottom up unless and until everyone opens up. And when you have this small groups, it adds up to the top. So that's my perspective on empathy. So empathy, it's about relationships. Um, at the end of the day, um, when we truly have empathy in a corporate culture, you're going to tend to be a lot more tolerant of differences. And we know that in um, especially a corporate culture, that there are lots of, of cultures. One of the key things, and in, in, in love the fact we talked about some of the words that are used, it's about communication. Those key words, it's I appreciate, I can relate. You mentioned it, right? It's right. I understand. I am sorry. I, I can see why. There's so many different ways that we can show empathy in a very simple way. And when you have it as part of your culture, it absolutely tends, and I'm going to use the word, tends to lend to better connecting with your employees, better support. A lot of times what happens is your team will have better results because they recognize the leader is actually empathetic and cares about them. So we talk about as a culture, that's something that is ubiquitous throughout the organization. How do you build that? Because I know having been an empathetic person in a toxic culture, that was really a dangerous place for me. So how do you build an empathetic culture as a leader? What does that look like? <laughs> well, I would just say, I, I think that the, the key starts at the top. Part of this, again, is when the leader is the person who is using the language that we just kind of talked about. It starts there. That communication piece is just so critical, how we talk to people. And when I talk about communication, I'm also talking about our body language. It's how we receive information. It's how we support people. It's the words we use. It's how we look at people. 
It's how, how we are in, engaging with people. So you have to start with the top. When the leader absolutely is showing an empathetic way in how they lead, it should trickle down to the rest of the organization. When you don't do that, you don't have it at the top, it's going to be very difficult to create a culture that is empathetic. Very difficult. I definitely agree with Paula. Uh, I think empathy and leadership, these are two qualities to me that every person in the world needs to have. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, the, the reason I'm saying this is when the top down decides this, the driving happens from bottom up. So I need to be empathetic as well as even if I am not a leader or a manager, I need to be leader within myself to govern my activities and things like that so that I stay on top of it. That's one. And the second thing that I would really bring here is we cannot expect everyone to be on the same level because every personality is different. Not every good person can be good to everyone, neither not every bad person can be bad to everyone. It's just a combination of it. And when a large organization comes, we will face all these challenges. And then there is a different type of a solution. How do you actually make in a top level, senior level, middle level, and the bottom level that every person has to be uh, knowing that of taking objective decisions to make that happen, to, to solve that particular puzzle. How do we play together and so that form a team in a collaborative fashion? When I work with teams, I talk about a team communication fingerprint, which is an agreement of how do we as a group deal with conflict? How do we engage with one another? What does it look like? And if you never have those conversations, then every disagreement is a one-off. But if yeah. you have those conversations, you're allowed to have empathy. So I have another question. This one might be a little more difficult. I'm interviewing for a position. How can I tell whether they have an empathetic organization or a toxic organization just in the interview process before I end up in it? Do you have any tips? I think I would say understanding how their leaders operate on a day-to-day basis, asking the question poignantly. I think too often we want to sugarcoat. You ask Mm -hmm. the question. And maybe it's because I'm just a very direct person. And I would be asking, can you give me some examples of how you show up as empathetic? Mm-hmm. Like so much of this is about, if you can't give me some of those examples, I'm going to be honest. That's that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. I, it's a red flag. Part of being empathetic, you should have examples of some of those things that just you, you recognize over the years. So in an interview, you ask the question directly. This is not about trying to come up with some fancy word or some fancy um, idea. Ask the question directly. If you want to know, ask it. And if they can't give you an answer, that to me is a red flag, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, to a certain level, um, I believe uh, it is also about the experience because when we are interviewing, we are the best version of ours. We mm-hmm. talk about good things. We do not talk about the mistakes or the bad things. It both ways, like interviewer or interviewee. And I think we should leave some room open to gauge the situation later six months down the line, one year down the line. We won't be able to make a decision. And I think we are living in a world where which is uptight, highly um, competitive, where trust building is very difficult and so on. I think we should also be open to see that there may certain things go wrong. Where I've done certain interviews, amazing guy coming to the organization, where the where the team that he belong, he or she or they belong to, probably doesn't go well. But I know that he they have awesome 
capability or skills, but then it doesn't go well. I agree, Paula, that ask honest questions. And if they so, that's a red flag. And probably some may pick it up, some may not. But I would also advise to give some room yourself that you don't feel bad. Okay, I make, made a decision, went there, nothing works out, like, let's go out. Mm-hmm. A, a question I love to ask in interviews is to ask the actual interviewer, tell me about your experience working here. What have you enjoyed? Right. What hasn't gone so well? Right. And if you, the thing is you have to listen closely because sometimes you'll get a yeah. whole bunch of corporate speak that's back right. at yeah. you. And that's, a, for yeah. me, that's a red flag. If, you, if I yeah. ask you how, what's your experience and I get corporate speak back, that tells me it's not safe for me to have an opinion and to share my experience. I have to, you know, toe the company line. Yeah. So that's something to consider. And, and I'll take a step further. Here's the thing. It's one of the things that I've, I've said for a long time. Everybody has a story. Mm. Everybody. Mm. I don't owe you my story. And so we have to be careful with empathy as well as recognizing it's some stories just won't be told until you get to know me. But it is, again, asking the question and then kind of thinking through what, what is being said, but just recognizing that, again, everybody has a story. Everybody does. Sometimes we share them. Sometimes we don't. And it doesn't totally mean that we don't have empathy. It just means we haven't built a relationship yet. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, another thing to consider real quickly is that if you're in a toxic environment and you're an empathetic person, that's actually unhealthy and you're not going to change it. So you're better to go, go have an interview where you can ask those questions and find a better place. So that is our 10 minutes. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I think that it's super important to think about empathy in a corporate culture, and I don't think it gets enough airtime. I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.